Hey there, my name is Chris Rivers. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if you're new to the Connect Team podcast, I want to welcome you to the show. The goal of the Connect Team podcast is to help encourage Grace Church volunteers to create a welcoming environment and connect people to the mission of our church. Each Wednesday, we hear from members of our team as they share their stories, discuss weekly tips, and talk about why serving is such a vital role in our discipleship journey. Consider subscribing on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you prefer so you can be notified with each new episode. Well, okay, let's dive into today's show. Today, we have a special guest, Chris McGowan. Welcome to the Connect Team podcast. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. Looking forward to this time. Hey, I'd love for you to just jump in and tell us a little bit about your journey to grace and who you are so that our listeners can um, hear. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, like you said, my name's Chris and um, my wife and I and our family have been at Grace for a long time. Uh, Me and my wife longer, obviously, because my kids have not existed as long. Um, (laughs) But we showed up in Greenville in 2002. Um, I I was a Clemson grad in mechanical engineering and uh, at the beginning of uh, one of the smaller recessions, basically, got a job with GE here in town and it's who I was interning with um, in the mechanical uh, engineering field and we uh, we knew some people who had started attending Grace and um, we were basically doing what every young married couple does when you move to a new town and trying to find a church and so yeah, um, yeah I mean we probably spent six weeks maybe a little longer um, hitting some churches up trying to figure out where we wanted to be yeah. And um, ultimately ended up at Grace and um, really the rest is history. But um, I came on our staff uh, in 2007 okay. and um, <laughs> almost anybody I talked to goes, whoa, wait, you were a mechanical engineer and then you went on staff at a church. How does that work? Yeah. And uh, it was really just um, following God's, God's leadership um, one step at a time. And uh, my wife and I always had a heart for him and for ministry and um, just keeping my eyes open for what God had for me. And I mean, there's a longer story to that, but um, honestly, a lot of, a lot of my time just as a member at Grace Church shaped my desire to be a staff member at Grace. Mm -hmm. And, you know, since that time, we've had had a bunch of kids, um, got a 13 year old court and an 11 year old named Cohen and then my daughter Lane, who's now seven, and so they've uh, they've grown up in Grace. They don't know what church looks like outside of Grace, and yeah. uh, um, something I'm actually really glad about. That's awesome. Yeah, your family is a blessing to our church, no doubt. You've been here a long time, and I know you've worn lots of different hats. Tell us a little bit about your role and what you do here at Grace. Sure. So, uh, I mean, if you look me up on the website, it's going to say something like uh, creative director of worship. And um, that is true. Um, I I'm oversee uh, a lot of the content in our weekend services uh, from the you know corporate readings to flow of the service to, um, I mean, really anything that goes beyond what songs we're singing. Um, yeah. I work with our teaching team to make sure we're supporting them well and getting our teaching uh, video out to all of our campuses. So have a have some oversight uh, with our, our AV guys and um, just all that it takes to pull off the weekend um, is a big piece of my job. But um, that's, I mean, that's the main portion of it, but I have a handful of other 
I call them smaller hats that pop up as needed. Um, when we launch a campus, uh, I, I act as kind of the, the central staff representative who goes, works with the new staff and the new campus to kind of get it up and running and kind of work through the logistics and carry the DNA forward of our church. So I've been involved in um, the last four or five launches, uh, kind of go out on deployment basically and get yeah. to really see that happen. It's It's been quite a blessing just to see things go from start to uh, sustainable and mm-hmm. um that's always been a blessing, but uh, yeah. Pelham Road Campus is our family's home campus, and I'm here at least a couple weekends a month, and then I get out and about to some of the other campuses just to see how things are going and give input to the staff on um, how we can continue to uh, improve on the mission, what we're doing at our campuses, and so sure. it's just, it's quite a blessing. Yeah, I'm sure, and, I'm, and I know that God's really wired you as an engineer. I mean, has it been fun to use those gifts uh, in your role? Have you enjoyed that? Yeah, definitely. Really, I mean, it took living some life to understand uh, what it is I really am passionate about. Uh, the reason I got into engineering was because I like to create. And it turns out mm-hmm. almost any area of life, almost any job, you can create. And so that's been something that I get to do here on staff, uh, whether it be helping create a system for something or yeah. create a song or create a service. Um, there's all sorts of different ways that I get to flesh that out. And um, I don't know, for me, it's one of the things that really points back to God, not just in his sovereignty uh, in my life, but also just in the ways he works and the fact yeah. that he is creative and that he He passes that along and expects us to glorify him with that. So it's a Absolutely. cool thing for me. Well, speaking of creating, I know that before or prior to Connect Team, you know, we had something called Campus Impact, and you helped kickstart a lot of that off. Uh, could you share a little bit about, you know, your experience at Grace and how you got Campus Impact moving in the right direction? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, that has honestly a lot to do with um, my experience in coming to Grace. Um, like I mentioned, we, we were hopping around, checking out churches in the area when we moved here. And we knew about Grace. We'd heard it's a great church, and we knew a lot of folks from Clemson, uh, friends that had just moved to Greenville and plugged right in here. And yeah. um, we, I don't know if you, what you'd call it, but I wanted to see what else there was out there before I came to Grace because it sounded like I was going to get stuck here either way. But yeah. I wanted to just wanted to see what other churches in Greenville were doing. And um, so I remember one particular instance where um, I had made a mistake, honestly. You know, we were getting up to go to church to check out uh, one of the churches here in town. And I had the time wrong. And so we pulled up to this particular church, my wife and I, and pulled in in the parking lot. And, man, it was packed, like huge parking lot, lots of cars. I think I found probably the last spot available uh, and it turned out I was about 15 minutes late. Uh, I had my time wrong. And so, um, I, you know, we get out of the car and my wife, she's, you know, I think something's wrong. Like, I think this is the wrong service time. Maybe we should just yeah. come back here next week. And I'm kind of a persistent guy. So I was like, yeah. no, no, let's see. Let's see what's going on here. Oh and um, as we're walking towards the church, um, somebody comes down, picks us up in a golf cart, which was nice because we were pretty far from the from the doors. Yeah. And um and it was hot. It was middle of summer and um they they took us up to the the main doors and uh dropped us off and we walk in. 
And so the, the pickup was nice um, and a nice touch. But from that point forward, uh, I was just completely um, unaware of what I should do in order to get into this worship service. Um, yeah. That I could see the signage wasn't really helping me. Um, I figured out where the where the worship mm-hmm. auditorium was. The lobby was completely empty, um, other than there was two people way down the lobby who were having a conversation. And as we came in, they kind of turned their heads to us and then turned back and kept going in their conversation. And so we, um, when we found the doors into the worship area, I could see through the little sliver of a window into the room, and it was just as packed as a parking lot. Yeah. And so, you know, part of me is going, okay, this is a good thing. Something is drawing all these people to to this church, which is cool. But I don't see any seats, and I'm looking around in the lobby, and there's nobody to help me. I kind of crack the door open and stick my head in far enough to kind of look left and right to see maybe there's a seat I'm not seeing. I couldn't see anything. And so I had to decide in that moment, do do I walk down to those folks that I don't know and ask them, hey, is there a balcony or an overflow area, or what do I do? And my wife, um, she's a little bit more timid when it comes to this sort of situation. But she was like, can you please just yeah. go? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I, I just had the recollection in the moment. I thought, you know what? I think Grace Church service starts in 15 minutes, and they're mm-hmm. not far from here. Yeah. And so that's what we did. We ended up hopping in the car and driving over to Grace. And uh, really, pretty much the rest is history. We we, yeah. we came in. We had a great experience. Uh, the teaching was great. Um, we we saw some folks we knew, um, but honestly, that wasn't even the biggest thing. Uh, a lot of the reason that we stayed at Grace was how we were handled and then how we were followed up with afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember to this day, um, Scott Nelson, who is one of our um, downtown uh, group life pastors, he was the pastor to guests at Pelham at the time. It was the only campus, and we were meeting in what is now the student center. And I remember well, – walking in and he uh he helped us find a seat and and not only that he he had a conversation with us right up until the service starting and then afterwards he grabbed us and was like hey hey wanted you to meet a few people and he pulled us back in this little corner we used to call it the hospitality corner and he pulled us back there and introduced us to a few people and um uh gave us a little more info and i thought man this guy is on it and yeah. um we, you know, we went, I think we went out to lunch with some friends and then later that week I'm, I'm at work in my cubicle over GE and I get a phone call from a number I don't know and I answer it and it's Scott Nelson. Hey, Chris, wow. I just, just wanted to call and see if you're planning to come back this week and um, not just church questions, but really he remembered Emily's name and remembered wow. a few things about us and uh, really sought to know us and it was um it was awesome. And so that's really what had us hooked. And so, um, that, that's how we got stuck at grace. And then, um, you know, if you were to fast forward about five years later, um, Scott Nelson is the one who actually brought me on staff. Um, The church was growing. Yeah, it's crazy. The church was growing and, um, uh, really just, there was help needed in the area of connecting people to the church. Um, Mm. you know, as they're coming through membership and, helping him find a place to serve and all that. And um, he approached me and it wasn't immediate. Yeah. It's, I'm going to hang up my engineering career and go work for grace. Um, it was yeah. a process of me working through some fears and some 
insecurities and um but really over about a six month period god um really made it as clear as possible for me that fear was the main thing that was keeping me from following him wow. and so yeah once once that became apparent emily and i knew it was like okay we can't obey our fears we have to we have to follow god yeah. and so um yeah so i came on to help him with um the, the pastor to guest role and um wasn't too long after that that we launched powdersville and downtown campuses and he was busy helping with that and i ended up taking most of the weight at Pelham and getting people connected. And it was through that experience um, that I really began to value and understand what it really looks like to serve people well as they come to the church. I love that, Chris. Why do you think that serving is such a vital role in our discipleship journey? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, There's a couple of reasons, like just a simple logistical reason is it puts you in contact with more people. It, it it gets you in contact with people who aren't necessarily like you in other ways. You know, your closest friends sometimes are people that you have similarities with. Maybe it be maybe it's kids that are similar age, or maybe it's you work with them. But serving sometimes the only commonality that you have is the mission of of Jesus, and so it grows your community in in a way that you don't you don't get otherwise. But um, I think the big one, honestly, is how it grows your faith, because serving, um, unless you're doing it with a completely self-serving motive, is going to require you to put yourself out there and to meet other people's needs. And sometimes the needs they have go beyond what you feel equipped for. Sometimes the needs they have, yeah, sometimes it goes beyond what you've been trained for. And it's only in those opportunities that God puts before you that you have to stop relying on yourself and just rely on God and know that he's good enough. And regardless of how good or bad I do this situation, if I'm doing my best and um, seeking him in it, he's going to work through it. Mm. Those are the situations, honestly, that I have grown the most in my faith. Um, Just seeing the spirit at work, seeing how he is enough um, and not just that being a, you know, a cliche of the Christian faith. And yeah. so I really think serving is as much about you growing in your faith as it is helping other people grow. Sure. Man, so good. I love that. You know, each week on the podcast, we try to share a tip for expecting guests. And I was hoping that you could share with us the VIA model and really just why that matters to us as volunteers. Sure. Absolutely. So, um, as I was learning to lead teams in um, the guest care area of our church, I wanted to try to distill some of the ideas down to easily remembered concepts, but I wasn't really learned uh, in that area of things at first. And so um, I got to just step back. It might be where the engineer in me comes in, uh, just yeah. kind of step back, observe, you know, really try to figure out what, what makes this what it is. And also through visiting some other churches and just comparing some of my experiences, um, really just came up with a few things that I felt like um, embody what it would mean to to serve guests well as they came to our church. And it's really simple stuff. You know, it's not rocket science, but um, things that I think are important. And you mentioned that VIA would be the acronym, but um, it's visibility, intentionality, and authenticity. And so I'll just kind of go through them in that order. 
Visibility is really as simple as it sounds. It's being visible. And so if you go back to my, my church visit that I mentioned and the experience I had, it was my fault. I came late, right? Yeah. (laughs) The reason nobody was around is because the service was halfway over, you know, but um, the fact that I saw nobody made a big impact on me. Like it, it told me, okay, something's happening and I'm late. Um, I'm the outsider in this experience right now. Yeah. And so similarly, if you think about, you know, you get invited to a Christmas party or whatever it may be, maybe it's your first community group meeting. You don't know anything, right? You pull up to wherever this thing's going to be. If you don't see people, you're wondering, am I in the right place? Did I show up at the right time? Is this worth coming to? Is this going to be like awkward? I'm the first one here. I just don't know what's going on. And so I think our connect teams being visible is a huge deal. It just signals to people, okay, I'm in the right place. Other people are here. Uh, There are people that if I need to ask a question, I can go over to them. It's really a passive way that we can serve people in a good way, a good passivity that we're, we're available. Here I am. Just, if you need something here, I am. And so I think it's the first step in serving people. Well, is being visible um, and, and that, yeah, that really comes down to numbers, honestly, and yeah. it's different building by building, but you just have to think like a guest. If I didn't know anything about this place, where would I want to see somebody that I yeah. knew I could ask them a question? And so it's about numbers and it's about putting people in the right place so that you That's can right. be seen. So a lot of times, um, if I'm visiting a campus and weather's nice and greeters are inside, I might stop over and say, Hey, it's a nice day. Why don't we stand outside? Yeah, um, because you'll be more visible. People will see that's you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's visibility. Um, and then intentionality kind of builds on that. It's like visibility is 101. Intentionality is 201 or 102 or however you want to talk about college classes. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. at some point. It's, yeah. At some point, it's not good enough to just be visible. It's a good start. But if we're going to maximize on opportunity to serve people, we have to be thinking and watching and being ready to move towards them. So if I'm supposed to stand at this door and open it up and there's somebody there, who has got a connect card in hand five feet from me, turning it over, reading every side of it. And um, they're by themselves. Well, how hard is it for me to walk over to them and talk to them for a minute and be intentional, Um, ask good questions, seek to know people, Connect the dots for them. I think back to what Scott Nelson did with Emily and me when we came to uh, Pelham. He really did. He he asked questions. He found out some people we knew. He was yeah. able to connect the dots for me, made the world a little bit smaller. All of a yeah. sudden, this church that I had never been to wasn't so strange and foreign. There were people here that yeah. were familiar with the same things that I'm familiar with. And I feel a little bit more like an insider instantly by somebody just being yeah. intentional and seeking to know me. The last one would be authenticity. And it kind of blurs with intentionality a little bit. But I like to say there's no way to really fake caring for somebody. Mm-hmm. People people know when you're faking it. They know when you're just trying to do your job versus actually being a real person who really cares about them. Yeah. And that is what authenticity is all about. So when we're serving, and it's really not just connecting, but anybody in any role at Grace, 
are we being authentic? Like when we see somebody, are we asking them questions because we really do want to know them? Are we really trying to serve them and love them? Or are we just going down a checklist in, in our minds of things that we've been asked to do? And so you really yeah. can't fake authenticity. It's what differentiates really loving people and, um, and trying to love them, if you will. Sure. That's so good. So good. Well, man, I, I really appreciate these. I mean, all of them are so good. I mean, visibility, um, the way that I've remembered that is just that strong volunteer presence and strategic placement. Like, that's what I'm thinking about. Where am I being strategic and where I'm going to be? Um, because the visibility does indicate that something's happening. Um, with the intentionality, just trying to seek to know people. Like, am I really trying to get to know the person that is near me? Um, and then the authenticity is just owning people's question and problem, like just anticipating that people are going to be confused or they, you know, if you expect, if you do that for a guest, I think you do that for everybody else. So maybe having a guest mentality helps me be authentic because I'm more welcoming, if that makes sense. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think this is great. I know that we've done trainings before and, you know, one, we'll put this resource in the show notes so you can download it. But um, just even getting some via Starbucks packets and just handing them out to some of your leaders and just saying, hey, you know, just um, let's be via this weekend. What would it look like to be Absolutely. via? That's really practical. I mean, who doesn't like Starbucks? True that, right? Well, hey, man, I really appreciate that. Is As we kind of land the plane here, is there anything encouraging that you might want to share with our connecting volunteers this week? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's important for our Connect volunteers to remember that not everybody wants to be served in the same way, and you won't always know the impact you've made. A good portion of people who show up want to sneak in. You know, they want to come in yeah. right before the service <laughs> starts. They want to slip out without you, you know, asking them to fill out a Connect card, and that's okay. Like, don't let that frustrate you. But the fact that you were there and yeah. they knew you were there, they knew that you were ready to serve them, that makes an impact that goes beyond a lot of things. And so yeah. I would just encourage our Connect team to not measure the success of what they're doing by the number of names that they got for that day or the number of Connect cards that we saw as a church. Just seek to love people and know that God is going to use that. Yeah. And that you may never know all of those instances, but you will. You will hear five down, five years down the road somebody that says, yeah, that's the person that welcomed me when I got to Grace. I didn't remember their name, but I remember their face, and they made an impact on me. Yeah. And so just be encouraged that what you're doing really matters, even yeah. if you don't see all the results. Yeah, so good. Well, I just thank you for joining us. I really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And if I can be of help in any way, just let me know. Well, as we close, I just want to remind you how valuable you are to the Connect team. Our collective work is making a huge difference. As we prepare to serve this weekend, remember there's a huge chance that a guest might visit. What did you learn on today's show that you could implement with your team? Check out the show notes for any resources we shared, tools to work through with your team. And if you have any questions about the podcast or want us to discuss a topic on a future episode, email us at connectteam at gracechurchsc.org. Well, all right. Thank you for joining us today and helping us create a welcoming environment and connect people to the mission of our church.